AG1 is a comprehensive and convenient blend of over 70 high quality ingredients. And what that means is each morning when I wake up, before I do anything else, I drink AG1 to set me up for the day. It keeps me clear headed, full of energy and focused on whatever I need to do, like writing the fighting cock, for example. One scoop once a day before breakfast and that's it. I've actually found that I've not been needing coffee in the morning to get me started. I've still been drinking coffee because I love coffee, but it's not because it's like a necessity to do so. AG1 is made out of the highest quality ingredients subject to the strictest manufacturing standards. AG1 is NSF certified for sport and this process involves exhaustive testing and verification that every serving of AG1 is exactly what you see on the label. If you want to take ownership of your health, try AG1 and get a free one year supply of vitamin D and five free AG1 travel packs for your first purchase. Go to drinkag1.com forward slash the fighting cock. That's drinkag1.com forward slash the fighting cock to get started. And to help the podcast. Thank you very much. Have a great day and enjoy the show. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Geico asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, GEICO can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners' or renters' coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more, and GEICO is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to GEICO.com or contact your local agent today. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Geico asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, GEICO can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners' or renters' coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more, and GEICO is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to GEICO.com or contact your local agent today. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. It's the fight in. It's the fight in. Clock. It's the fight in. It's the fight in. Clock. A camel name. Two. So one time I was changing and she pissed right over my shoulder. It was immense. It was... <laughs> uh, I just hit record on that because I just thought there was going to be gold coming. Um, <laughs> before hitting record, um, we've been talking about um, uh, Carl Donnelly's style and where that might have come from because you're you're you're, you're a, a new a, a new father. Yeah, oh. and I just I definitely we it just I reckon my style came on the day after I dealt with. 
I, th- I remember changing a shitty nappy and I can't remember washing my hands afterwards. <laughs> and I, I reckon I've rubbed a bit of shit in my eye. Yo, it's COVID. How are you not washing your hands? I'm washing my hands 74 times a day, bro. Do you know what? I've got to say, even I know it's COVID and that's that was one of the main messages. I'd say out of all the things, I've worn a mask everywhere I've gone. I've been really careful, but I've never got on board with the washing my hands all the time. And 20 seconds is so long. <laughs> It I'm is still a five second wash. Oh, most of the time, it's that I still do that sort of pretend wash you do when you're shit faced in a pub, <laughs> and I do that at home. <laughs> uh, at the beginning of lockdown, at the first one in March, I was militant with the washing the hands, mate, in between the fingers, the lot, counting at singing happy birthday. I was like, Boris Johnson told me to sing it twice. I'll sing it fucking twice. And uh, my hands were just like, they were like red raw. It's horrible. It's, yeah, it's horrible. We've also got a Bro. bit. Sorry, got tea. Imagine having melanin, yeah? My hands, you know when people get on the bars at the Olympics? That's what my hands look, you know, dusty, yeah? I've washed them so many times, they just, I look like I'm a gymnast now. It's atrocious. Cream don't help nothing. It's disgusting. (laughs) Imagine having melanin. (laughs) Um, We've also got on the line, Billy, how you doing? But Twitter royalty, Billy, is that an awkward thing to call you? Are you proud of it? I'm not really proud of it because I always think it never really means anything, you know, because like... I think it's such a prophetic thing, isn't it, really? Like having followers and stuff. Like <laughs> at the end of the day, if you've got like, if you've got however many followers you've got, you're still just in your room on your own tweeting to yourself at the end of the day, aren't you? <laughs> I think if you let it get to your head, then it's, it's pretty stupid. Between us, it is stupid, completely stupid, and I place no value in it at all. But between us, we've got about nearly 100,000 between Ooh. us. So I would say that we're better as a foursome here. Then the vast you, uh, majority of the people. I, 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 do you ever find if you do a tweet that accidentally goes off a bit, uh, that you actually end up getting more annoyed than if it had just been one of them ones that gets about six likes? You know what yeah. I mean? One of them ones that really, like, you have to mute it because I'm like, you just get so many divs <laughs> replying. <laughs> yeah. One thing I've learned over the over the years as well, about how how stupid the thing is that you tweet. Like I did something about um about Bill Gates and the vaccine or whatever. And no matter how, the more the more popular the tweet gets, the more chance there is of someone thinking that it's real and thinking that you're being serious. Yeah. Like, yeah. There's, like there's so many, like I had so many people replying to that Bill Gates tweet saying uh you know it's like thinking that it was actually disgusting that he was actually looking at someone chopping an Audi or something the people that get like the people that there's always one person who'll get upset about something that you think is not possible to get upset about <laughs> i did a joke a couple of years ago about crossfit that ended up getting loads of like, retweets it was just like it was just a piss take of crossfitters and but obviously it was very jovial and everyone was sharing it and it was getting like good responses and then one person went Jesus, can't you just let people enjoy themselves? Like, no, mate. Like, imagine that's the hill you're dying on, fucking defending CrossFitters. <laughs> yes, we've got Billy on that. Go on, Bill. Go. And, and it's funny because obviously like, 90% of the time I tweet about Tottenham. I remember I was watching the darts the other day and uh, I was watching the final and um, someone was going up for, someone missed a double on the final. And I put something like, oh, he's totally bottled that. And I had like three replies saying, I can't believe Jose Mourinho is doing it again. It's like, mate, I'm just tweeting about the fucking darts. <laughs> mate, well, you've created this cross for you to bear, mate. Now you must <laughs> yes. you must get up on it. Um, we've got Billy T on the line. We've got comedian Carl Donnelly. And I usually introduce you, Tony D, as a rapper. But is that, is that right anymore? Like, what are your rapper? You've been a battle rapper, but you're now... Um, how- At the moment, um, you could just say the old fella. 
to be honest with you. <laughs> the geezer with the bad back. He's um, got a bad back. Yeah. Um, no, do you know what? I thought about that the other day. For, for I don't know why I thought about that. Um, but yeah, I'm not really, I'm not a rapper. So I say that I'm going studio on Sunday. Um, but yeah, I'm not really a rapper, rapper anymore. I haven't battled in like a year and a half, maybe, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, over a year. Um, yeah, probably just the, the guy who teaches and shouts at seven-year-olds. That's what you can introduce me as. Yeah, so we, we're amongst Twitter royalty, ex-rapper and international comedian, we have two teachers, actually. I mean, Billy's a teacher as well. Yes. So oh, uh, doing all the good stuff. And I've been doing homeschooling. Like this time I've taken it seriously. The first time I was like, this is massive summer holiday for the kids. Like, it's not a big problem. This is only be a couple of months. Let the kids enjoy themselves. Now it's like they come back and I was like, oh my God, like days of the week they're getting wrong kind of thing. I need to, <laughs> I need to knuckle down here. Honestly, on a, on a level, boys, Tony, Billy, fuck teaching. It's horrible. I hate it. It's been proper weird of this because like this lockdown, obviously the homeschooling has ramped up. Last time we were sort of left to do to do it by our own devices. Now it's like a year later, so it's had to improve. So we started doing like live lessons and stuff. And uh, it's funny, I was in a live lesson the other day, just talking to the kids about what to do for the rest of the day, like setting the day out. And I said, has anyone got any questions? And one of them goes, can I go to the toilet? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, mate, you're in your own fucking house. Of you, can go to the toilet. you said no, right? <laughs> yeah, I said no. Fuck off. Yeah. Three, three, three o'clock. Three o'clock. Yesterday, so uh, just, just quickly, we're, we're going to come. With this, this podcast is going to be a Q and A. Uh, we're going to uh, present, uh, the, sort of do a little preview for the Wiccan game. Talk about Vinicius uh, and some other bits and pieces. Um, we've got some odds for you from William Hill. But um, yeah, before that, what Billy? What what is like? How impactful has this? break up being in the educational pattern of these kids lives I just, i'm just curious what i've got to expect yeah in, in five i think years um, my kids. i don't want to get too deep into it but i think it's been you know it's a huge huge thing that i think is going to take a very long time for us to actually recover from um i think you know as much as you can do what to to sort of like obviously they're doing regular daily lessons now to um to catch up the learning and stuff but i think more than that it's like the social side of it which i think everyone misses just taken two years out of the life where they should have been like dicking around in school with their mates doesn't matter how old they are that's such an important part of like their development so i think the social side of it more than anything is um is something which is going to take a long time to get i think it's going to be a long time before we see that sort of the lasting effects of that so i think it's um it's quite worrying really i think and what about all of those year 10s that are not fingering at the moment because like what is that going to be is there going to be a skill gap in the fingering situation (laughs) (laughs) they've got no practice at all they're going to get to about 18 they won't know what they're doing they'll be like punching it like a lasagna probably that's a good business idea isn't it to start a fucking like sunday school for it to teach them not like physically teach (laughs) i mean i'm talking like the you know the the, the sort of isn't that what the catholic church is anyway yeah <laughs> <laughs> sounds like the catholic church yeah, it does indeed. all right let's move on to the football because that's why we're here um we've uh, you've got a number of questions from people coming in so uh, we'll do our best to answer them all uh the first one we want to start with is paolo tramazani's hairdresser has asked this has jose and his tactics given you a newfound appreciation of shithouse tactics uh, for example, I love the fact that after scoring against Liverpool, Burnley decided to actively stop passing to each other and resorted to just booting the ball out for throw-ins for the last 10 minutes. Carl, what 
are you are you are, i love it i love well, it actually it's not jose's tactics that's made me appreciate that i've always loved it <laughs> like i loved i've always loved that even like in like me and my mate used to play fifa online and we'd go in so we'd join matches but the people wouldn't know that me and him were in cahoots so we'd be on like the headset to each other We'd join a random match of like <laughs> that thing on FIFA where you can do like ten v ten. Yeah, the pro club introduced goalkeepers. Yeah, and we used to do. We just we used to pick centre back pairing, and me and him would just l- lump it out every time we got the ball <laughs> for a throw in. And people got so annoyed, man. <laughs> if in doubt, like, get it obviously. out. Obviously, not even if in doubt. This was like just you'd get the ball, pass from the keeper out. You'd get it, just lump it out for a corner. Have you matured <laughs> like, from from that? No, Ch- no, I've always enjoyed that sort of shitty. Like really cynical football. Do you know I mean, I love watching good football, but actually, if it, I don't, I'd rather watch horrible shit football than mediocre football. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, but with the shit houseery, you also get the the poor football. I guess some might say you do, but I think there's a there's a sort of nobility to it. At least you know there's a purpose to it. They've decided to do that. Where actually, if you're watching just mediocre football, that's they're trying, man. They're trying to be good, and it ain't happening. <laughs> Tony. Whereas, Sorry, mate. The yeah, uh, Tony. What? What? Um, where? Where? Because I haven't spoken to you about Mourinho since um, yeah. well, for year, for months, basically. Are you? Have you set a stall in a certain camp? Are you? Are you sort of against what's going on? Because there are some fans out there who just whatever happens, they just don't want Jose Mourinho at football club. Or are you more sort of pragmatic than that, and you understand what's going on in terms of how we're trying to achieve success currently? Yeah, I'm more like I'm. Team three points. Give me three points. I don't care how you played. I don't mind. I don't care at all. Um, but also, like, I'm, I'm grown now, but I used to be really petty. Like, I, I enjoy pettiness. So I quite like the shit hazard. Like, I like people doing petty things just to spite other people. Like, it's it's fun. It was a major source of amusement in secondary school for me. So, like, now as an adult, I try not to, but I take the piss out of me kids all the time. Like, I'm really petty with them. I love it. I like winding them up. So... It's good fun. Like, when we win, it's lovely stuff. I, I appreciate every single bit of him. He's smarmy. He's got a smirk on his face. When we lose, yeah, I tend to turn the telly off <laughs> and walk around the block and just no one talk to me about nothing. Don't say don't say hello. Don't speak about football. What is that? I never even heard of that sport before. <laughs> um, so, yeah, like, I'm, I'm just on board with the three points. When we lose and it doesn't come off, I'm... I'm I've I've reconciled that with myself. I'm not going to get angry. Just don't talk to me about it. When we win, I'm going to laugh in your face. Billy, what just... what do you how do you reconcile when we lose? Because that's the toughest thing for me under Mourinho. Is as as much as I I do like him. I'm glad he's my manager, and I really love it when we win. When we do lose, it's harder to reconcile under Mourinho than it has been under any, any manager that I've I've um, watched Tottenham under before. It's really hard to reconcile. But the thing that I keep coming back to at the moment is. We hopefully it will all be worth it, even if we just lift one trophy. Like we've been so drought of any kind of success for so long now, and if we there are going to be patches like where we draw a couple games one one. You know we're not going to have games where we're going out and winning five four or five nil every week. We're gonna we're gonna uh, go one nil up and sit back. But if at the end of that we will, we win the you know we beat Man City, lift the Carling Cup, we're doing all right in the FA Cup, we're doing all right in the Europa League. Those trophies are way more worth than you know these bad times that we're going through and the suffering of the watching the boring football or sometimes you know uh, scraping out a couple draws when we should be winning matches easily I think it'll all be worth it as long as we get that trophy at the end the thing is that I do worry about is if 
we go through all this and we don't get the trophy <laughs> at the end. Which, if it's yeah. if it's going to happen to anyone, it's going to happen to us. Let's yeah. be honest. Then you know what the fuck are we doing with our lives? But I just cling on to that fact that hopefully we're going to get that trophy at the end of it all to make it all worth it. That's why there's so much on this. There's so much jeopardy on this. Is because we've all we're all realizing what we've given up, like what we had previously with Pochettino, but what we've given up to have Jose Mourinho in this football, and it has to end up with trophies. He's never been to a football club in his entire life, never managed a football club, and not won trophies. If there's a club that can do that for him, it's Tottenham Hotspur for sure. And if that and does, my, happen, my thing about that, my thing about that is as well is even when we had Pochettino and we we had um we had a group of young English players, we were playing the best football in the league. We were still hated anyway. Everyone hated us then. They're going to hate us what regardless of what we do. So we might as well go full dark side, turn full full wrestling heel, and you know embrace the Jose because no matter no matter how good we are, how good we play football, we're, we're the most hated team in the league. You know, so I don't think it really matters. We might yeah, as well embrace it. I people think. were quick to throw the bottle job stuff at us constantly uh, so much so that by the end I was like I don't care man it, this doesn't affect me at all but one team that is bottling it and I just want to want to want to bring it up even though it's not Tottenham related and it is in a way because we are playing them next Thursday but Carl how much are you enjoying the fact that Ch- uh, Liverpool can't score a goal for love nor oh, money I love it mate <laughs> do you know what I saw a well funny thing on Twitter actually about Liverpool and I reckon it's bollocks but it's nice. You know, I mean, somebody says one thing that makes you go, shit, imagine that's true, right? They said, uh, isn't it weird how Liverpool and Bayern Munich have both gone shit since they introduced weekly drug tests during the coronavirus. <laughs> yeah. And like, they were like, them two teams are juicing up, mate. That's why they always got such a high press, you know. I reckon, mate, you, Cole, you've had, there was an article published in a reputable publication. I can't remember exactly where it is. Oh, uh, asthma. Yes. So... According to this article, not the words of the fighting cock or what Carl Donnelly said was definitely no, his I'm, own I'm opinion. I'm quoting Twitter as well. I'm, not, I'm saying it. I <laughs> think it's bullshit Twitter. as well, but it's fun bullshit. Is it though? Because they are, I mean, like, so this idea, right, is that they're all, they're all, they've got 28 out of their 35 st- uh, playing staff have asthma, apparently. Now, the average That's is, the serious. Average, yeah, the average for mild, mild asthma at some point in your life is like one in five, right? And, and most people grow out of it. These are 28. Exactly. Athletes out of thirty-five. Oh, no. Tell me, Mo Salah's got asthma. <laughs> yeah, no way. Right, listen. Grew up in a fucking where <laughs> in a whole hot country. Yeah, he ain't got asthma. No, listen, listen. And they they said that um, these these asthma pumps expand the lungs significantly enough Fuck to give you more. To, so you're able to take in more oxygen during the game, but. They only work over a certain period of time, apparently around two years. Uh, this is the third year of this cycle. Under oh, so, it, I mean, at one level, it's nothing to do with Klopp's tactics and, and the injuries, and it's everything to do with the fact that these asthma pumps are not working anymore. <laughs> QAnon does football. I love it. <laughs> Conspiracy hour. Yeah, I love it. I, I, live, I, live, I live for this stuff. Um, I think it um, speaks to the Tottenham fan weird like neurosis though because when we lost when Liverpool lost last night the Tottenham fan of me was thinking fuck me that's the worst thing that could happen before our game when we play yeah, 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 yeah. you're just what thinking else? you know most other fans you think brilliant they're in terrible form coming into us Tottenham fans you think fucking hell that's, that's, a bad, that's bad news yeah of course yeah I mean that's, that's completely normal um, but yeah I mean it's, it's part of being a Spurs fan what, one of the other things that s- struck me as um, we were flocking into the whatsapp groups after the Burnley scored and held on for that win just to, to see how the liverpool fans are you know just on a caring level just to make sure they're not too upset and they're very quiet and they're very quiet and the ones that come back they're doing the old yeah i know it's funny in it that we're shit and knowing that deep down this killing them 
right? Yep. <laughs> so the ones that come back with little laughing emojis, yeah, we are shit. They're the ones that are properly hurting because they're thinking, how can I deflect this? Um, but but I was just it just made me think about what it's like to be at the top. Not that we we'd ever know this, but be at the top and then be on the other end on the way down. Like tone, what like yeah. that like that must be the worst. Is it better that Spurs never if we just never get to the top? <laughs> Just so we don't have to experience the full, or, or is that stupid? Uh, do you know what? It depends. It, it depends on how what you want your mental health to be like. To be fair, like if you want good mental health, then yeah, like keep Tottenham just just to that below level. Not everyone can be messy. Some people's got to be Ryan Shawcross. Yeah, right. everyone's got to be on that level. But by the same token, no, nah, I want I, I want the good stuff, man. Like, sod my mental health. I want the, give me trophies and then be shit. I'm fine with that. Just give me some silverware. And uh, bad um, sorry, sorry, go on, uh, yeah, go, on. I, go on, go on, go on. No, I was, I wasn't gonna say, go on. I remember speaking of the mental health, like being at the top is fucking nerve wracking, isn't it? I remember Horrible. when we, we were top of the league um, a couple in December, and I remember Liverpool playing Palace, and they they drew, and I was pacing around the house, like, I could not take it, man. Like I can't, I can't go for a season of that, man. It's not worth it. I don't want to be in the title race anymore. I'd, I'd rather be seventh. Man. It's so it's true. It. It's so true because it's not only your games mean the world, other people's games mean the world. You're watching, yeah, like you yeah, said, yeah. Liverpool and Palace or whatever it might be, and thinking this is awful. Like it was, yeah, it's not worth it, man. Unless you're the fucking best, like you're the absolute bollocks, and no one can catch you. Being in the title race is the worst thing ever to do to do with football, Carl, isn't it? Yeah, I, I yeah, I see what you're saying, but like, <laughs> Got to be in there it. is ultimately. That groundhog day feeling does get a bit. Does I think that's got some negative impact on your mental health, as every Tottenham fan I know is fucking been through the ringer in it. So like, I would like, I would like at least what like yeah, you know, we've had a couple of sniffs around a, a title race like in the last five six years, whatever. But I would like that, you know. But then at the same time, the race I'd prefer to be in the race and win it. At, right at the end, rather than you know that thing of being top and everyone chasing you—that's I can't live with that, mate. I'd have to just, I'd have yeah. to go away and live in a cave until the end of the season or something, just hope for the best. Yeah, that, yeah never ima- imagine a situation. I can't imagine a situation where we're like Liverpool last year and we just blitz the no. title. It's going to happen to us. It's going to be on the last day of the last last second, in it? and it's going to be fucking yeah, awful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's never going to happen. <laughs> what well, we we came, we came up with this uh, scenario where we get three or four games that are postponed due to COVID, right? And they have to finish the season on time. And it just so happens that Spurs have two games to play. And it's easy to arrange a fixture of two teams, like Spurs versus Fulham. I know we played it, but before Spurs versus Fulham and Spurs versus Villa. We're six points behind the leaders. We've, everyone else has played. We've got two games to play that they're playing after the season has finished. We're six points behind. We need to win both games, and we're minus six on goal difference to, compared to the the team that's at the top. So we've got to score six goals in two games. How horrible would that be? <laughs> be the worst. I would just uh, take one for the team and get the heroin, and I think it's not worth. Not worth yeah. it. You didn't have to introduce that into my life, bro. <laughs> I just—it's just the mindset the Spurs fans create for themselves. Like, imagine that—that so that could definitely happen to Tottenham. They change the entire rules of the league format <laughs> just so Spurs can be in this situation, and no doubt we'd win them both, but score five. That—that would be the. Yeah. Uh... <clears throat> um. Uh, Gavin asks, he says, uh, w- would you take Daesh as manager if Jose left? Could it be worth it just to see him wind up Klopp again? 
that was wonderful <laughs> yesterday. That was proper like nouveau manager versus old school. You, you know. see that moment in the t- when Klopp was chasing him down the tunnel and then Deitch turned around and Klopp absolutely shot himself. What was Klopp going to do? So what was he planning I- on doing? Like he got to him, Klopp was, uh, Deitch went, right then. <laughs> He's got, his voice sounds like it's a piss take, isn't it? Like, yeah. it feels like he's like his sort of, some sort of guy Ritchie character or yeah. something. Man. You know like the that idea was... that he's, that it apparently came from him eating worms as a child. <laughs> it's not true. He said it isn't true, but his best mate from school said that's what it was. If we're honest, he's just a Weatherspoon's bounce with a coaching badge, isn't he? Really, but yeah, I love him for it. Yeah, I, I definitely wouldn't want him. Wouldn't want him uh, at Tottenham. Um, Billy, have you had? Have you have you looked past what life with Jose might look like, and and what manager might come next? Have you allowed yourself to I, think that? I have because obviously, um, you know, if Jose is never, you're never going to get more than like three three years max, three or four years maximum. Um, and ju- judging by our usual pattern that we seem to go for, it's going to be one of, probably one of the the sort of the project manager with, with the biggest reputation at the moment. And that's what Levy seems to go with. So he normally sort of goes for, um, you know, either a, a big name or then the, the biggest project manager. So we've had like the AVB and the Pochettino. I think at the moment, if you're looking at one of them, it's probably going to be like maybe Hassan who or let Southampton. Yeah, I was going to say. Well, imagine him being our manager. It? I reckon so, which because um, I think <clears throat> the guy at Le- the Leipzig, the German guy at Leipzig, I think he's way too out of our reach. Nagelsmann. He's going to end up, he's going to end up at like City or Chelsea for well, sure. You say that right, but Nagelsmann has done really well, and he probably will end up at one of those football clubs. But Hasenhutl did as well with Leipzig when he was at the Bundesliga. He he, he got. I, this... I think he's going to be a big manager, man. I think he's done a great job at Southampton, hasn't he? And he's the sort of manager that would sort of unite the fan base again. I think like Pochettino did. Any issue of him crying after they beat Liverpool? Any issue with that? It's good to show your emotions, isn't it? About... You didn't see Sean Dyche cry. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> I'm not laughing because so then, so what? Right, in the WhatsApp group, we, he, he, you know, Southampton beat Klopp, and obviously, because he cried after the result, it looked like he was crying because he won a game of football, right? Which for me is like it's good to show your emotion. You're passionate, but there's like do it in the dressing room. But the um, but but apparently he come through that his dad passed away previously, and that and that's why he was crying. So I felt pretty stupid about saying, oh, he's crying because he won a game. (laughs) So I went digging to find out if his dad actually had died. And I couldn't find anything. Not saying he isn't. He may well have gone. He might well have gone. That's really sad. But I'm just saying I'm not going to feel guilty about it until the evidence is there. (laughs) See, message, prove it, mate. (laughs) (laughs) Right, okay, what else we got here? Tottenham Jazz says, what do you think our best centre-pack pairing is? Um, tone, do you think is it, you know, is it Sanchez, Alvarez, is it Dyer, Alvarez? We've got Roden there. What do you think? Uh, I, I, you know, I don't know. I, they've they've all got their little bits of, uh, they all got pros and cons. Like Davison, he's a big, strong geezer, really. Like he, he's, but he sometimes he looks like that. Not all these dogs are barking, so to speak. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. he does little, little foolish things. Like, bro, what you what are you playing at there? Um, I don't know. I think we should be allowed to play with twelve players and just have three centre backs. So that, <laughs> that will probably sort out my. We'll be all right. Yeah, we'd have an advantage for sure. Uh, Billy, what are you saying? Um, I don't know. You know, I think it's weird because the guy that we sort of pinned our hopes on is Dyer, isn't it? Like he's our main centre back guy. But I don't know if you're gonna if you're gonna be a title challenging team, ch- title challenging team. I don't think Dyer is one that you can you can go a full season with relying on because he does have the mistake in him. I really like the look of Joe Rodon. I think he looks um, decent yeah, the other yeah. day. 
Um, yeah. And I think he's definitely going to he's going to sort of cement himself this season as one to sort of build the team around. Um, I don't. One of my things that I've been wondering in the last few games is why haven't we seen much of Toby? Because I think he's you know he's sort of resurged this season and he's been brilliant. So I'm a bit confused why he's been out the team a bit lately. Because um, I think on his day he's still our best centre back and he's you know he's one of our best ever centre backs that we've ever had at Tottenham. Mm. Um, but I feel like Jose is he's sort of so. Um, he's sort of always Dyer is the one he will never ever drop, and I think you know it's a bit of a shame really because I don't think Dyer is up to the level that we quite want to be. I think he's a brilliant centre back, but I don't think he's un- the number one centre back. I, I I I don't think he's number one, but I think he's getting close. I've got to disagree there, Billy. I think Dyer has been like fantastic this season, so reliable, playing on the left hand side of that centre back pairing. I, I I've been so impressed with him, and and and. I, I feel really assured when he does play. And I think, just, just to answer the question, I think Alderweireld and Dyer is our best centre-back pairing. That's not to say if we manage to get in someone. Uh, the the guy from Leipzig, the, the defender who's on a free at the end of the year. Is it, oh, Pacemo? I've butchered that probably. Makano, yeah. Yeah, he's... Um, he's uh, From what I've seen in like highlights and whatnot, he looks mustard. But yeah, th- those two are definitely... Uh, 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 and I do think I do think this is Dyer's best ever season for us as well. I just yeah. think that defending the crosses into the box is just something that he's never never going to be able to do, and it's going to cost us uh, over the season. It's going to cost us quite a few times, and especially like I, I need. I remember when Jose first came and started putting him in defence regularly. Like, we were all fucking making yeah. jokes about it because we were like, "Oh, come on, man! What are you like? You know, we none of us trusted him. Even considering he's put such a shift in since you know in the last five six years." You know, I think he actually we were all a bit hard on him, and I'm really happy that he's proved us wrong mm. to a certain degree. So I still, yeah, I agree. I reckon it's still him and Toby currently would be our pair, but I also think Rodon's got. I think he looks a bit tasty, actually. Jose loves him absolutely. Well, loves he also Dyer. looks a bit like Toby. He's got a similar build and sort yeah. of. I don't know. It's something about him. I like the look of that. He looks. Yeah, I, I think he's going to be really good. Roden looks, does does look great so far. This is just you know you can't tell much because what is it two starts and he's played some f- a few few minutes here and there. So you know it's hard to judge already. But it's what you do look from a young centre back is how assured they are, how, how calm are they, whether are, are, you know in modern era are they are they comfortable with the ball at their feet and and playing out. And he seems to be all of those things so yeah, yeah hopefully um Roden continues to progress in the scene as a a, a a starter for Spurs maybe next season or certainly the season after depending on what happens there and out of still got another what is it two years on his contract so um I can't Wait, see Ta- hopefully we'll see Tanganga in the mix as well because he's looked decent every time he's played for us but he's sort of he's not I wouldn't say he's fallen out of favour but he's not he's not really get probably getting as many appearances as you would expect him to after injured. that he, he came in, in his debut it's so good <clears throat> it was yeah. it was fantastic but he's getting injuries as well but again another one Jose seems to like um I've uh, got another question about Odegaard signing for Arsenal I don't know if you know much about this kid he he signed for uh Real Madrid under much fanfare um he was on 80 grand a week when he was 17 when he signed for Real Madrid uh, and he to be fair he can pick a pass he he does have quality for sure but he um you know he's not he can't get game for Real Madrid so they sent him out on loan to Arsenal the question is um will from from Jflow he says will Odegaard to Arsenal force Levy to make a move during the transfer window I'm not sure no. that anything Arsenal do relates to what we would do. You would be worried a little <laughs> bit. Daniel Levy's gone, fuck, they've signed someone. Shit. Get someone in. Get someone in. I, don't, I can't see. What, what, what do you make of that, Carl? 
I think it's, yeah, it's nonsense. Not to, <laughs> not to, I don't mean to not question away so <laughs> aggressively, but yeah, yeah I, do, I genuinely don't think, and this isn't uh, trying to be arrogant, but at the minute, you know, Arsenal are dog shit and there's mm. nothing they're well, doing that we're thinking they, about. They've, they've, they're on a good run. They've won five out of the last six. Yes, but I mean, that's, that's the one. Stop, stop ruining what I'm saying. Sorry, I just had to say it because people are listening. Why, going, why don't you go fucking support them then, mate? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, no, I, what I mean is, you know, they, they, they're so, I think, you know, patchy. And yeah, and I, they, don't think, I don't think he's going to come to them and they're suddenly going to go on and have a title push, are they? You know what I mean? I think they're sort of all over the shop still. They're just having, it, having a nice little run, but. I, yeah, I don't know what I don't. I think we're all right at the minute. We're not desperate for anyone. Would you? Uh, would you? Would you like to see us bring anyone in, Bill? Um, I, first of all, I think the the idea of something forcing Daniel Levy into making a transfer is fucking funny because I feel like he's a guy. As, you know, if he was faced with the choice of saving his own children or signing a player, he'd, he'd think twice. So, um, <laughs> but um, I yeah. think um, I w- I do I do think we're in this usual position that we find ourselves in in January is we're, we're sort of in the mix and maybe a couple of decent players would, would sort of elevate us to further. So I would like to see us do it because I think we're short, particularly in midfield. Um, but I, I can't see it happening, to be honest. I, I mean, there's no, even, you know, in the context of the whole window, no one's really looking like they're going to do anything. So yeah, knowing what we're like, I just can't see it happening whatsoever. Um, did you hear that um, Ericsson was, uh, is available clearly and that's no you know that's not a big story but um, so Ericsson is available to anybody who wants him right from in term, as far as Inter Milan are, 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 are concerned but he's available for free if anybody wants him in terms of they don't have to pay a loan fee to get him to the end of the season unless you're Tottenham Hotspur in which the fee is four million pounds only to Tottenham <laughs> and the, re- the reason being is that Daniel Levy, when he was negotiating Ericsson's exit, was it's twenty million pounds, take it or leave it. And then Milan's like, well, it's quite a lot. He's got a year left on his contract. Um, basically, a year was it six months even actually six months on his contract? I yeah, think. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's a lot, isn't it, Daniel? You're being you're trying to pull the wall over our eyes somewhat. We know what it, you know what his value is. Daniel Levy went twenty million pounds, take it or leave it. Up to you, Inter Milan. That's why, that's how he refers to them, not their names or the, the people in there. When he's talking to the chairman, he just calls them Inter Milan. <laughs> and he, uh, he goes, up to you, Inter Milan, if you want <laughs> Ericsson, £20 million. So at the last moment on deadline day, he called their bluff and got £20 million out of them. They wanted to pay 16 So now he's now they're sort of da- double whammy in Daniel Levy. They're doing the, the Daniel Levy in Daniel Levy. So they're saying, if you want him, <laughs> Daniel, Tottenham Hotspur, two, it's £4 million. So that's why he hasn't come to Tottenham yet. Uh, so we've got to pay. Everyone else is free. Spurs have to pay four million pounds. I admire that to some degree. Petty. I like that. Yes, <laughs> it is petty. It is petty. Uh, and that's probably why Ericsson won't end up at Spurs. Because can you imagine a world where Daniel Levy pays four million pounds where everyone else gets him for free? Can't. <laughs> Can't imagine I that. I don't think it'd be. I mean, I, that's, I know some people have talked about that, but I think I'm not a fan of going backwards yeah not but going backwards but you know once things done apart from bail which was such a ridiculous concept when it happened you know i think ericsson you know let him go man move that's on worked, that's worked well as well hasn't it <laughs> i still like, <laughs> i stand by the fact that i still like having bail at top <laughs> if he can't play football <laughs> it's good to have him around isn't it it's like having a mascot isn't it what do like you... a really expensive mascot Tony, what, do you, what do you make what um... do you 
make Don't wonder for our cricket side as well. <laughs> <laughs> Tone, what do you make of uh, Gareth Bale? Um, and... Do you know uh, Ericsson, I don't, I don't see the point in having him back. He, we, we let him go because he really wasn't doing much for us, was he? And then he's gone to Inter and he's not doing much there. They don't even want him no more. Like he's like the little, you know, the step kid that no one really likes. He, and he, he eventually, even your mum, who's but your biological parent, has just yeah. had enough of you. Yeah, he's like, a bit of a prick, isn't he? That kid. Yeah, that one. He's that kid. So like, no, nah, um, I don't see the the, the benefit in. He, he flopped the first time. He went somewhere else. He's flopped there again. Why well, take him back? Um, I think um, Bale, on the other hand, he's, yeah. he's like he is like a mascot, isn't he? He's like he's just like a mascot. So I like having him around, regardless of whether he plays or not. He wears nice boots. He's we've got a similar hairstyle. <laughs> <laughs> he's he's a he's a very 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 expensive mascot that's good to have around. Yeah, I, I, mean, I agree. I agree. Let's keep him. Extend it if anything. Give him another year. Give another year. Buy, buy him outright, mate. Just buy him. Let's <laughs> buy him. play. Just have him around the place, taking photos from the stands like he always does. And he always cuts to him. And he's he just like filming something, isn't he? He's not complaining. He's happy on the bench. He's happy just oh, sitting he loves there. It, mate. You see how happy he was when he came on against Marine? He was ecstatic just to put <laughs> the shirt on again. Just waving at people. Yeah. It's like he's on a farewell tour, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, when the, the bands are old and shit and they can't move anymore and their backs fucked. Their fingers are riddled with arthritis. They managed to wheel them out one last time for a world tour. That's Gareth Bale at the moment. Uh, Billy, anything positive to add about Gareth Bale or is it, you know, same as... Uh, I think, do you know, I think he, you know, if, if there's going to be one player in our recent times that deserves a fucking mascot farewell tour, it's Gareth Bale, man. What, that season that he gave us, you know, Put a fucking golf course in the middle of fucking in the stadium if we have to. Whatever, <laughs> whatever it's gonna, it's worth it. Whatever yeah, it's just worth it. get a little like a pitching green that you can practice on. That'd be like just take out four thousand seats and just give him a little golf course for him to little to play with. Um, they did warn us, though, boys. I would say <laughs> we were warned about the golf and shit like that. But um, yeah, good to have him back. It's all good. Uh, we got a question here about the podcast generally and about how guests feel when they come on. So maybe you guys could shed some light on this. I, I'm pretty sure. I know the answer. Um, but anyway, Matt Aiken says, how many, if any, episodes have you had to pull because a guest got cold feet about something that was said? Um, just to kick this off, the only thing we've ever had to edit out, there's one other thing as well, but there's, it was with you, Carl, when you was on. Really? Yes. It was your, it was <laughs> what, was your, it? what was the, what was the gist of it? Let's the, not say it. Yeah, I can't say it again, but the gist of it was to do with a, a disgraced former League One striker who right. got up to no good on a night out and was arrested, charged, and then sent to prison for it. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. We lost. Tw- <laughs> yeah. We- <laughs> I think I remember that. We lost twenty minutes of the podcast. Uh, but we listened. It was very funny at the time. Listening back to it, it was like, "Oh my god, oh. we can't put this out. This is ridiculous." Um, yeah. So that was the only time ever. We've never pulled a, a pulled a show. I've never had anyone uh, message saying afterwards. Oh, I feel a bit awkward about that. Tone and Billy, have you ever felt awkward about anything that's been said? I remember when I was on this. This this when we were at White Hart Lane. I think it was in our last season at White Hart Lane ages ago. Yeah. And um, I was telling a story about how I did acid at, at Spurs once <laughs> and, um, for a home game versus Middlesbrough, just to sort of liven the game up. And I remember thinking at the time, you know, my, my dad, my, my dad's a massive Spurs fan. Um, no, you know, I didn't really think there's no possible way that he could listen to that. I remember the podcast goes out. 
a couple of days later, I get a text from my mum saying one word, acid, question mark. Oh, <laughs> oh shit. <laughs> so you're, hold, hold on. You've ended up on the podcast, Billy, and your daddy's a listener of the podcast. And at no point... Well, I didn't realise he's a listener. I pray to God that he's not listening to this, or it'll bring back a, a terrible, <laughs> a terrible family family trauma again. But uh, yeah, I did not. I did not expect him to be a listener. Put it that way. What was the feeling when you got that text? It's just like, oh, for fuck's sake! <laughs> <laughs> it's happened. It's happened before. Like my mum's found some. My mum's found some stuff in my bag before. And uh, she she always feels the worst. I remember she I went I was back home from uni and I got got back to uni, and obviously she must have been too too like nervous to say it to my face or whatever. So she just messaged me saying, uh, um, "Had a look through your bag and I found something." And then she just put crystal meth. <laughs> and I was like, Mom, <laughs> no, no, trust no. me, <laughs> trust me. Don't worry, you are, it is not crystal meth. Don't worry about that. So obviously she's watching too much Breaking Bad. Of course. But, uh... what, just out of curiosity, what was it? It's just a bit of MDMA. Oh, mate. Exactly. Anyone did it? Anyone? I reassured her it's only MDMA, man. You've got nothing to worry about. For the record, MDMA, MDMA has hurt a lot of people. <laughs> but not as many as Crystal Maps. So right. Oh, absolutely. If, you, if you're gauging them, don't. Yeah. Uh, no, um, yeah, any kids out there, it's not fun. Nothing good comes from it. Just say no. Just say no, like Zamo. Just say no. Yeah. Well, let's, uh, let's move on to the, uh, the Wickham game. Because uh, another big one, statistically, actually, I saw on the internet the other day, Spurs have had the easiest cup draws of any club in the four big leagues or the four leagues, professional leagues in, in England. Uh, we, we are number one. Arsenal are number three, I think. QPR, interestingly, number eight. Um, Wickham was a, a bit of a plum tie, wasn't it? It was, it was exactly the kind of thing we wanted. Um, actually, just before we go on to this, I've got to tell you about William Hill offer. 40 to 1 on Carlos Vinicius to score at any time. Um, that's that's got to be a gimme, isn't it? Because back to free against um, Marine. Billy, what did you make of him absolutely rifling in the <laughs> shot from one yard against eight-tier Marine and celebrating like he just scored in the World Cup final? You know what, earlier you're talking about the shit house, and that's the kind of shit house that I love to see, man. God, it's a shame it. that there weren't any. It's a shame that it wasn't in a full stadium of like marine kids crying at the same time. That would have been, <laughs> been even better. But you know, if you get, you know, as much as it was against marine, these guys are professional footballers, you know, and he hasn't had any chances. I, I love to see that kind of just going for it, you know, because he's not going to get many chances again. So why not, man? Why not fucking smash it in, do the celebration? fucking loved it to be honest yeah that 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 40 to 1 sign up offer is actually for new people only obviously if you've got a william hill account you can't get it 40 to 1's madness do you know what i mean you can't you just can't no one can just go in and go kind of 40 to 1 of carlos Vinicius scoring against wickham wanderers <laughs> so you, if you, you've got to not have account that's clear all right uh what did you make of these performances so far tone about uh Vinicius? you know he's not got m many opportunities kane's played in games that sometimes i thought that he wouldn't play in um, but by and large, he's done well in Europa League in the game against Marine. He was really good, ruthless. Um, what would you make of him overall? Yeah, his, his uh, goal to game ratio is pretty decent, isn't it? Yeah. Considering like he doesn't get that many starts, he, he I mean, it was Marine, but he, he scores goals. Um, he's a handsome fella, isn't he? Good looking, chap. Good looking chap. Yeah. Um. Uh. So yeah, I'm all for it, man. I'm all for it. I'm like. That, especially, like you said, that, that smashing it in from a yard. And he seemed like he was angry because he miskicked it the first time. So he just made sure, whack. Like, I love that. And then he stood, the, he did the Mbappe pose. 
like to to someone in their back garden. Yeah. That was it. Do you know what <laughs> I mean? There wasn't eighty thousand people in there. It was Maureen sitting on a deck chair in her garden, I and could, you just stood up like I, fuck you, Maureen. She, yeah, fuck you. but she weren't in the garden. She was looking through her net curtains at straight at him. And she thought, there's, this this town's going down the pan. She thought, fuck you, fuck you, Maureen. There's quite a few of them out there today, isn't there? Yeah. Where are you? Fuck you, Maureen, racist bitch. Um, no, I like him, man. I'm, I'd like to see him play more. Um, uh, but yeah, I'm a fan. I'm a fan, man. I hope, I, hope, I wish him all the success. Because success for him means success for us. Yeah, for sure. But he's got, um, you know, he's he goals to game ratio, as you said, Tone was was um, was amazing. He's amazing given the fact that he's he's just come in and done had to do it. There's also um, he's I think he's back three assists as well, and he just mm. looks apart. Bill, what do you mean? He looks. Oh, I was. I was just oh, sorry, quickly, like, but, but no, he was. He looked. What I like about him, like, because obviously he's Brazilian. Like when he came, I was. I think our experience was obviously Mora, so. Yeah, I was thinking he was going to be a bit like that, but he seems very direct. I like him. He sort of just seems to like, you know, run straight. Yeah, he, he, I like the way he moves, essentially. He's very quick and bigger than Mora. And he's just like, yeah, I, I think he could, I think he's going to be good, you know, once we, once he has a little run in the team. Yeah, this is the thing. Is he going to get it, though? Because he, he wants to yeah, play. I, I, think I think the thing is that he kind of cements is that um, how difficult it is ever going to be for a second striker to ever get yeah, any kind of minutes yeah. because he's of all of the ones we had. If you compare him to like Lorente and Jansen, he's probably the one which looks the most capable of doing it. Yeah, but he still is not getting any minutes whatsoever, and that's because we do have Kane, and Kane wants to play. Kane would play every single, as we know in the past, he would play every game if he could. So, like, what more can a striker really do to get any kind of minutes? It's just not going to happen, is it really? Yeah, indeed. no, but I think he could play the Son, right? You know, Son's. It picks up an injury or anything, or if you know if they do want to rest Son, I think he could he could play that sort of running into the the gaps and let Kane do that thing. He seems to be more comfortable nowadays doing just sitting back a tiny bit and just pinging them through in it. So I think he, that would work really well. Totally, I think I totally agree. I think he's been a bit hard done by, to be honest. I think you know there's a couple of it's come of those Premier League draws that we've drew one one. You know he could have had twenty thirty minutes in those and well, just some, something games, different. Not to, yeah, we don't want to dig out Song because he's been fucking incredible. But like, there's certain games where if he doesn't score early doors, he might as well not be on the pitch. You know, there's some games he just fucking goes to sleep a bit, doesn't he? Or gets a bit in his own head or something. And, just, and I, yeah, you just you don't really do much. Like, it never I, looks like Cole, scoring. So actually, I like this. Some Cole, I'm I'm up for a bit of Son bashing if you fancy it. What? Well, I don't want to bash him. I love him. All right. <laughs> I mean, I literally love him. All right, well, but, leave it, leave it, and leave it. We'll leave but it. I feel I do think there's games where if he hasn't scored after 25 minutes, you can just see it in him. You're like, oh, he's, he's having one of them days. Yeah. So get him off and get Vinicius on, and that, and I reckon it, he'd do he'd do a similar thing. But obviously, he'd be a bit more up for it. I'm, he needs he needs the time. All I'm saying is, his son, I think he's getting a bit too big for his boots. Is all I'm saying. <laughs> he's the most humble player I've ever seen. <laughs> he's just getting a... like a ford fucking fiesta or something he's bloody better i'll lose my rag if he's seen, got a have you seen the, docu- no, seen the documentary about him that's like... come out as well I, I haven't seen it yet but i've heard it goes into his dad quite a lot he's fucking mental so i think if he if he got a bit too big for his boots i think he gets locked in the cupboard for a night so <laughs> <laughs> i don't think he's allowed apparently it's really good though the documentary i'll check it out on a, a, available on amazon um, yeah. Yes, uh, you can get Vinicius to score any time uh, at four to seven with William Hill against Wickham Wanderers, and five to two. You can also get odds. They've got a market for Harry Kane to score any time or Son to score any any time. Four to nine on with William Hill against Wickham Wanderers. Um, 
is we've got a question here from Rory. He says, should we leave Kane at home for Wickham? Uh, and who should start up uh, top with Kane and Son for uh, versus Liverpool? Is there what would you do here in terms of the Wickham game? Um, in terms of playing like Vinicius, or, or do we have put out a similar squad as we did against Wickham Tone? Like, what would would you you know? Is there any world where where Kane and Son are on the bench? What, what would you do, Tony? Has he gone? Have you lost him? He's gone. He's fucked it off. He said, I think he said maybe took a took exception to um. The sun bashing. The sun. He's like, I'm not having this. Uh, Tony, I think Tony has a problem with his mic. All right, just come back in, Tony, if you can hear us. Uh, maybe leave the room and come back. Uh, that might help. Um, if not, I'll, I'll transfer that to you, Carl. Um, I reckon. I reckon you want to play a strong team. Don't risk it, man. You go because you've got Liverpool the next match. You don't want to sort of play a weakened squad and end up having a moody fucking draw or something with Wickham and then just lose a bit of confidence. I would say you want to absolutely spank them mm. to be going into Liverpool with a bit of a strut, you know what I mean? Yeah. So I would I do think, you know, you want to stick to your big guns. Maybe let a couple of I don't I would say Vinicius would be a good start, you know, give one of the, give give Son a, a break, you know, he does a lot of running. <laughs> so but yeah, I just yeah, and give Roden a run out, I would definitely. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, apart from that, I'd, I'd stick. You know, I'd definitely have Ndombele in that playing all the main, the main crew. Uh, would you? I was going to ask that to you, Bill. Would, would, would you have Ndombele, Oibier, Son, Kane? Would they be think, in contention? Yeah, I think. Well, there's a couple of things. I think um, the scheduling of it has kind of forced our hand a bit, hasn't it? Like, if it was on the Saturday or the Sunday, I'd be very happy to go sort of full strength and then play Liverpool on the Thursday. But I think because they fucked us again by putting us on a Monday when we got Liverpool on the Thursday, I think we're going to have to rest a couple of them. But it's a difficult one because you know they're a Championship side. If you remember a couple of years ago when we played them, they almost they almost beat us and we ended up winning four three. They're like, they're, gonna, they're not going to be one of those sides that um, are going to be like a pushover. Um, so I think it's, it has to get the balance right. I would not play Kane at all though because. I think Kane having eight days rest at this stage of the season is huge. When we've got next month, we've got the Europa League coming back. Kane's going to pretty much be playing two games a week for the rest of the season onwards. Yeah. So if we can, I'd give Kane eight days and I'd, I'd pretty much play the rest. And Dombele, one of those ones where um might be good to rest as well because, you know, he's he's playing 90 minutes a lot more now. If he does in like 70, 80 minutes against Wickham, he's probably going to be knackered against Liverpool. But I definitely start <laughs> most of them because we can't really afford, we can't afford to slip up. No, no, we can't. Uh, I just want to get your what your thoughts on on Liverpool actually, because I won't be able to speak to you guys before then. But you know what what, what do you make of that? It's a massive game. You know, like you said, it's just in time. Their form has been horrendous, so it's just a great time to play Spurs. But you know, I do, I do think now we're at that point where it's it's lit. if we don't win it, we're out the title race. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, the, the other teams are not slipping up now. Man United, Man City, are, are on, they're on like five, six, and Leicester are on like five, six wins spins mm-hmm. at the moment. So I think it's at that stage now. If we if we if we want to stay in the title race, stay in the mix, we have to win it. And I don't think we're going to get a better chance to beat Liverpool than at home on Thursday. Um, I just hope we have a bit. It's, it's about the with Tottenham. It's about the mentality. You know, I think you'll be able to tell after five minutes whether we're going to win that game or not. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I agree. But also, I, I also think like previously under other managers, I would be really nervous about this. But I feel less nervous every time there's a big game to manage. Jose Mourinho does come through. It's the games where we we expect to be beating teams and then play poorly where things go tits up typically I think the even the Liverpool game that we lost some would argue that we had the much better chances and we should have won that game or at least got a draw out of it 
So, it, but there's that that, it, that thing with Mourinho of like his whole thing of not losing against the big teams. But I think you know with this Liverpool match, getting a draw doesn't really. You know, it's it's fine. But it, like you know, I do think we if we if we're thinking we'd like to have a little push at the title, I think we need to win it. So I don't think he we can do that thing of you know just constantly sitting back and letting him throw everything at us with their fucking asthma inhalers on hand. <laughs> so I, I do. I don't know. I reckon I'm not. I'm not nervous. I'm not as nervous about losing it as I normally am playing Liverpool because of their form and because we're, we're you know we're defending well. Yeah. But I, I I'm not massively confident that we're going to beat them either. I think it end, it's going to end up being a sort of tight draw. I think we're going to beat them. Like it's such a long time since we beat them as well, isn't it? Such a long time since we beat them. Yeah. Yeah, but they're shit. I thought we just we established this. They're shit. Yeah, Burnley but... just beat them. <laughs> shit. Liverpool is shit. That's what they are now. Three-one, <laughs> boys. All right. Three-one. No, you don't believe me. Three-one. I'll take that. Yeah, there he is. Tony, he's back. <laughs> All right. Back we've got again. a couple more questions, uh, and then we'll round off. Um, Brett asks, if a Spurs player was to nick your misses, which one would you uh, would annoy you the most? Uh, Rob Ooh, McCady's come back in and just went skip. Skip. I, I, Winks, I get it. Man. Winks. But Skip, he's only played like two first team games. But Winks has, you know, he's been involved yeah. in a Champions League run. Like you could see why the misses know, might be attractive. I'm talking, I'm talking physically that he's out, like he's tiny. Yeah. <laughs> it would annoy me that, yeah. you know, he seems like a nice chap. Yeah, Winks but... is like, if, if you had a dress on, you probably would. He's that pretty, isn't he? He's, he's a pretty boy, isn't he? Yeah. But I mean, it's. I just think. It would be, I would be like to my wife, what do you want from me? If that's what you're after. <laughs> <laughs> what do you want me to be? Because <laughs> I'll, I'll come back to you. Just tell me what you want me to be. Because you know what I mean? If it was a big, yeah, if it's a fucking, yeah, die is a big old unit, isn't yeah. it? So you'd be like, I get that. She wanted somebody to like, you know, throw her around a bit. <laughs> yeah. But if it was Winks, I'd be like, this, like, is our, is our whole marriage a lie? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if, if it was Eric Dyer, you'd go, do you know what? Fair play. I, yeah. I get it. Would you? Would you? <laughs> no, I wouldn't. I, I can't work out. Has he got a really big head or a really small face? Like, <laughs> yeah, he's got a big, yeah, he's got a big head. Never thought of yeah, him like massive. that. So it's not just me. It's massive, isn't it? Yeah, and his fa- head-to-face dimensions is the same as like a six-month-old baby, isn't it? He's just got that <laughs> little, little face in the middle of his massive head. Uh, <laughs> I, 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 yeah, I, I, I can't beat Skip. Because Skip for me is like the firstly he's played two games for Spurs, not well known, not a household name. I'm surprised you even know who, she, who he is, love. And secondly, <laughs> he looks 48. <laughs> he, he's the he's the oldest looking young person I've ever met. I, I haven't met him, never seen rather. Billy, you've got anything to add on this wonderful topic? Yeah, I, I, I did think about this before. I think mine would definitely 100% be Gedson. And the reason why <laughs> is because Gedson has achieved so little with Tottenham. But down, years down the line, you know, when people are saying, oh, do you remember Gedson, that goal he scored? He's done fuck all. So they'd say, do you remember Gedson, that bloke who nicknamed what guys misses? That's all he would yeah, have to yeah, be yeah, remembered yeah, by. Yeah. It's because he's done what, fuck all for Tottenham. Yeah. That's the lowest of the low, isn't it? It's like, what was that Gedson's even fucking Gedson has done it. What was that geezer's name? You know the bloke. He uh, he nicked he nicked his missus. Gets and nicked his missus. What's his name? Billy. Exactly. Yeah, it's Billy. It's that, fucking, was a, that would be a legacy. Bill, that would be a legacy. That would be everything. 
that bloke that gets and nicks his wife from. <laughs> that would be the low, the lowest of the fucking low. Fucking also, the, also the highest point in a way, because that would be yeah, your no, how you're no, notoriously known as the bloke that gets his wife. <laughs> anyway, that's a serious, that's a serious thing to put on the gravestone in it. For the, the bloke that gets and nicked the misses off. Who would you be most happy about? Who's who the one that you'd be like? I'm probably yeah, chuffed. Of Properly chuffed. Kane, I'd be like, I'd lay the pajamas out, put the. Right, right mate, do you want to fucking tea halfway through? Some massage off. Mine would be <laughs> Laurie. I think, I think Hugo would be the mine. I'd be like, yeah, of course, mate. <laughs> Absolutely, you crack on. Like, just he's, he's, you know, I bet he dressed, I bet he smells incredible. Yeah. <laughs> just yeah. look at him. Lovely smell that vodka. <laughs> yeah. Well, is that as well? He'd wear a lovely suit with like a turtleneck jumper underneath, take her to a lovely restaurant. I couldn't afford. And I'd be I, like, yeah, go on, go on, treat yourself. I, so I, I drive a home piss as well. I, I like to think of, um, Mo- I often think of Musa Sissoko and how he behaves in, in, in his home. Uh, I, I'd say at least three or four times a week. I'll, I'll think about this and what he does when he gets in. And I've talked about this on the pod before, but it's evolved somewhat. He gets in from training, it's been hard. Right, he's been. He, he works bloody hard, doesn't he? He always works hard. Smile on his face. Don't smile at home. Never smiles at home. And he watches telly like this. He gets in through the front door. He takes all his clothes off, everything apart from his pants. Everything. As soon as he walks in the door, first thing, all his clothes off, socks off, just his pants. And he goes in to the front room. He picks up the flicker for the TV, and he turns the TV on. Whatever the channel is, he don't change it. He just watches that. <laughs> And he will stand there for 45 minutes without saying a word. Black <laughs> Tottenham fan fiction. I'm loving this. Yeah. Fan and then he goes up and sees to my missus. Only then. <laughs> oh, what a lovely, lovely, lovely story. <laughs> on that note, that has been the Fighting Cop Podcast. I want to thank you, Billy, Carl and Tony for giving up your time on a Friday afternoon. You're all legends. I love you very much. It's been a great lineup. And... Um, We'll see you. Actually, no, fuck. You've got shit to promote, right? Billy, you've got a massive Twitter account bigger than the Fighting Cox, I think. How big is it? You don't need this, uh, do you? You don't need this. Nah. No. Fuck it, mate. Fuck it. I'm just going to promote... Yeah, promote... I'm going to promote the idea of Gedson nicking my missus. That's all I'm going to promote. <laughs> yeah. Hashtag Gedson. Um, yeah, go on, uh, Carl. You've got Carl Donnelly. You've got podcasts out there too. No, not... Yeah, just a podcast called TVI. It's good fun. Yeah, uh, we just, two good. episodes went out today actually one of them is one of the funniest i think we've ever done for real with, uh, what's it how, what's it called how do you find it it's just it's just tvi and it's with sean walsh but we just were all in a giddy i don't know what mood we were in but we just it was hard it was hard like it was hurting us by the end <laughs> that's fantastic so it's a good it's a fun one if you, if you want to see if you like it that's a good episode to start with so just type tvi into spotify tvi yeah tvi sounds I mean, I know it used to be two, two v, vegan idiots, but now it sounds yeah. like an S- STI. <laughs> it does. Sounds like a sort of conspiracy theory. Yeah, like, yeah. like podcast now we're doing some mad shit. Probably so, talking about a Liverpool thing. Anything to promote, yeah. mate? Anything you want to push or, or you... Where you um, wait, this is your floor. Say what you want. You know what? Because I'm off work sick at the moment, I'm offering uh, uh, me services over FaceTime. I will shout at your seven-year-olds if necessary. Uh, it's cheap as well. Like, not too much. Uh, 50 quid a pop shout, um, shouting at yeah, kids I'll just shout at your kid I'll motivate them to do their work they won't want me shouting at them um, like so that. yeah but under 7 and 7 and younger only I don't want any teenagers 
they're bigger than me. <laughs> so, um, so you you're, you've got you come up with a new business idea where you scream at under sevens over Skype. Yes, <laughs> yes via Skype. Yeah, beautiful. absolutely wonderful. All right, boys, take care and up the Spurs. Is my up the Spurs? Up the Spurs. Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. Geico asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, Geico can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners or renters coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more. And Geico is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to Geico.com or contact your local agent today. Sports Social Podcast Network. 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 Geico asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, Geico can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners or renters coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more. And Geico is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to Geico.com or contact your local agent today. Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. Geico asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, Geico can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners or renters coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more. And Geico is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to Geico.com or contact your local agent today. Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network.